Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today about audit and enterprise risk, and we're talking with David Melnick, a principal in the Security and Privacy Services with Deloitte & Touche. David, thanks so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure to be here. <laughs> uh, just to give our audience a bit of context, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with Deloitte & Touche? Well, so your topic was perfect because the, the group I'm in, uh, in addition to my specialization within security and privacy, we actually uh, label our group the Audit and Enterprise Risk Services Group. So um, it sounds like I'm, I'm ready for the topic. I am, uh, as you mentioned, a principal within uh, Deloitte LLP and uh, also uh, an elected board member to ISC Squared, uh, which is an education and certification organization for the security profession. So I... I spend essentially the majority of my time focused on these topics. Excellent. Well, I'd like to ask you then about the top issues, and why don't we go through them in order? Give us a sense of what the top trends are in audit and then in enterprise risk. My pleasure. Audit, uh, as, as the listeners probably well know, tends to focus quite a bit on financial risk and financial reporting risk. And driven by SOCs and some of the requirements there, but, uh, you know, more broad in, in more recent days. I think what you see in the current economic environment are, are a number of things. One, uh, you know, a focus a bit on anti-fraud programs. Uh, as the economic deterioration uh, has continued, um, the conditions that give rise to fraud, the opportunity, the incentive or pressure, the attitude and rationalization have all sort of created an additional risk around fraud. And so, uh, so anti-fraud programs would clearly be one area. I think directionally trending, um, you know, it's probably no surprise to hear the topic of you know, third-party vendor relationships and the contracts with those. I think um, SOX within audit drew a lot of attention to this, um, you know, starting in 2003 and 2004, but, you know, with red flag rules and other things going on, um, you don't see any let-up in our continued effort um, especially as we increasingly rely on third parties in more intricate and complicated ways. Um, the third-party relationships have gotten a lot more attention, and in more recent um, years, it's started to increasingly focus on data uh, and data privacy topics as well as, as just some of the things that are pure in audit. Um, you know, if I was going to throw in maybe one more um, on the audit side, I might bring up a, a application security and our continuing effort around um, dealing with the enterprise role-based access control issues uh, across applications. Uh, while within the ERP space, this has become much more mature. I think what's happening is the broader array of applications still are an area that haven't gotten a lot of, uh, haven't gotten adequate attention. Um, at its furthest down, even that topic extends to spreadsheets and, and you know, the end-user computing type environments. Um, so that would be a quick run on auto. If I was going to step up to enterprise risk, I might introduce just maybe two more ideas, um, one of which at an enterprise level would be, especially within, let's say, financial institutions, uh, getting your hands around the broad array of programs you have focused on managing risk. So. You know, you may have a, a group siloed focused on stocks and financial risk. You have, may have another group focused very specifically on one particular regulator and regulatory risk around that topic. You may have another um, area dealing with some kind of other type of risk 
and each one may have its own program, may have its own audit function. Uh, and so I think at an enterprise level, there's a great deal of attention around this idea of an integrated approach to risk management and how do you bring that together. It's, it's essentially one of the base ideas around enterprise risk management, but it's, it's also an operational challenge. Um, the, the second thing I'm, I would mention is at enterprise risk level, it's often challenging to, to broaden our view. You know, I started our conversation just now on financial risk um, and financial reporting risk, and as you think about enterprise risk, there are so many other dimensions that come into place, but not just regulatory or risk of noncompliance regulations, not just operational, um, not just market or other external risk factors, but even positive risk, you know, strategic risk <laughs> that, you know, in order to be successful, you know, executing against an opportunity is taking a risk. And, and so creating that broader view, you know, even going as far as green IT, and there's a lot of a lot of issues around, you know, dealing with those topics in, orga in many organizations. So I'm going to take a deep breath here and pause for a second because I know I kind of got on a soapbox here a little bit. <laughs> That's fine. Now, we deal with a couple of different verticals. One certainly is financial institutions, but also with federal government agencies. What are some of the specific security issues you see facing these groups today? Well, so if I, if I broke those down, banking um, and financial institutions, um, I might draw on some of my, my partners in, in Deloitte to, um, we complete an annual security survey in financial services and then broader globally each year. And so, so I have a little bit of data I can lean on. Uh, you know, it's interesting year over year. There's some that are our regular favorites, um, that appear year after year. And a couple of those would be, for example, security related regulatory compliance. Each year, it's in that top five. Another one um, that is access and identity management, a maturing space still considered one of the top risks and in my top three uh, in the surveys in 2007 and 2008. The one that's a little more interesting uh, that rocketed into the top five in 2008 and wasn't even in that list of top five in 2007 is the topic of data protection and information leakage. So. So the timing of our survey in 2007 predated a little bit the largest sort of data breach-related event that we had had in history. Um, and so that, you know, is part of what I think is responsible for that, that number going way up. But I think those three might be kind of a starting point. Um, interestingly, in the survey, we actually saw a decline in the, in the number of um, both internal and external um, security breaches. Uh, from 2007 to 2008, um, so kind of a counter. But security and regulatory compliance, data protection, information leakage, and access and identity management would kind of be my top three. Um, I think as you go into the government agency side of the house, this is, you know, a very uncertain time. <laughs> I mean, the, the kind of change we're looking at in that environment, whether it's in you know, agencies that might be in the, the regulatory side around financial services, which are, you know, the creation of new agencies, the potential merger of the, the long-standing existing agencies, you know, like those who see an OTS thing. There's a great deal of uncertainty, the cybersecurity office that uh, that Obama has driven forward. So I, I think, 
you know, the, in addition to evolving standards and requirements, there's there's just a sense of of a lot of change going on on the on the government side. It's not where I focus most of my time, but when I when I talk to my other partners, it seems like a pretty dynamic environment right now. You're right, David. What are some of the successful security strategies you see being deployed? Well, not to lean too much on that survey, but um, the one thing I think that I thought was very interesting about you know um, the idea of a strategy it would be uh, in our 2009 security survey. One of the big ad, you know moves forward was that 61% of the companies surveyed actually had a strategy. So, um, not to be too cute, but I think one of the first strategies is to actually have a strategy. And uh, so I'm happy to say that it seems like more companies are actually focusing their attention. In, in fact, less companies have lift, have elevated the idea of IT security and governance as a key issue, and we interpret that fact as more companies are just taking for granted that IT governance and security governance is a part of their organization. So I, I think there's a, a bit of a maturing there. I, um, I think part of this is the elevating reporting relationship of the of the CISO. So, you know, we continue to see movement forward on the the information security officer or um, you know equivalent role. You know, elevating its its reporting relationship into the C-suite, and uh, you know, there are a number of drivers for that. You know, SMPs, uh, ERM requirements. You know, help that. But there are a number of factors that are they're helping to push that. Um, I was going to more specifically around um, security strategies. I think within that IT governance, you know, back to that topic I mentioned before, having a more integrated approach to risk management, that within IT governance, often the security professional can be a, a, a driver of, of an integrated approach to risk management, at least within the IT governance uh, side of the house. Uh, so bringing together, you know, the simple ideas so that I, I don't, I don't have 10 different ways of evaluating how I deal with change or evaluating how I, I, I deal with a, an issue of uh, incident response, um, things of that nature. Now, I know you've got some specialty in e-commerce as well. What are some of the specific security trends and threats that you see in e-commerce? Well, it is in, an interesting space for me because I have been working in e-commerce-related topics for many years, and uh, it used to be quite a bit about payments, that you know, credit cards, the evolution of e-check, and how you can leverage ACH and other networks to to, to execute payments. Um, I think more recently we found the you know the rise of social networking and uh, and the associated concerns that can create around data protection. So just you know, the increasing risks around identity theft and, and you know, broad data protection concerns um, in and around e-commerce. I, I think within the, the payment side from a regulatory, you know, you see a lot of concern and focus around credit card companies and the Unfair and Deceptive Practices Act, um, you know, activities, so UDAP-type related um, activity. And so there's some, um, but, you know, those are broader, more, Systemic sort of uh, changes that may or may not occur and impact, um, you know, the the basic activities around e-commerce. Um. David, one last question for you. We've talked about a lot in here about audit and enterprise risk and e-commerce. What are some of the key topics you're going to be focusing on for the remainder of 2009? You know, it's 
interesting to me, a passionate area for me, and one that um, you know has always been spoken about over the last few years, but never really had the resources to to do much. Has you know been in this area of, of privacy programs and you know more broadly data and information protection. You know, we tend to be in in my efforts with companies so um, application centric so function-centric, and the way data moves within and without an organization really crosses those boundaries so quickly. And, and the idea of, of understanding your data flows and the sensitivity of information as it moves and transforms through its life cycle and through your organization is something that really historically has not gotten a lot of attention um, by most organizations. And I've seen in this year um, a lot more willingness in, especially in certain regulated industries where it's, it's, there's some stronger drivers, but you know that attention and focus on, on really understanding data flows and how to protect that information, whether it's DLP solutions or other kinds of point solutions that come together with a broader understanding of your data and the classification of that data to, to, to really, in a, a more holistic and comprehensive way, address that topic. That would be one. One other one I would say is as, as the area of identity and access management has continued to mature, um, you know, we're finally at a point where we see really comprehensive enterprise um, solutions, robust solutions that are being deployed that are reaching further and forth further into the enterprise application architecture to bring under management and to bring discipline to you know, authorization and access control within an organization. And so IAM I implementations is an exciting area this year that uh, I'll, be, I'll be clearly spending a fair amount of time on, I would think, as well. Well, David, I appreciate your time and your insights today. I look forward to catching up with you again to talk about some of what you see the rest of this year. Oh, I appreciate your time as well. Thank you very much. We've been talking with David Melnick with Deloitte. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.